Hi everyone, and welcome to Kids Story Room. Today, I'd like to let you know about a wonderful kids story app called Story Nest. The Story Nest app has been launched by a fabulous family in Canada who have made this awesome platform where many wonderful stories are carefully curated by Story Nest's creators. The stories on Story Nest are for three to nine-year-olds and they support storytellers from all over the world. All of our stories are on there too. So check out the Story Nest app, subscribe and enjoy unlimited listening of meaningful, safe, original and nurturing stories for little ones. And now onto our story for today. We have a new story from Dale March about a young girl and her experience of her school play. We hope you enjoy. Dana and the Wolf by Dale March For Dana Evergreen, it felt like nothing went right lately. When she was invited to a party at the trampoline gym, she sprained her ankle the day before and couldn't go. When she'd been looking forward to the beach all day at school, the weather turned cold by the time her dad picked her up. And when she'd been so excited about the next book in her favourite series, the library said it was already out. Everything she was eagerly anticipating was changed and left her frustrated and disappointed. It was nearing the end of the school year and Dana's class was working on their year two play, The Story of St Francis of Assisi. Dana and her best friend Misha loved the poems St Francis had written and spent bubbly play breaks clapping, singing and reciting the verses. Some of the boys found it silly that they practised the poems when they could be playing. Casper, a short boy with straight brown hair, found particular enjoyment in distracting the girls' rehearsals. He had even whacked Misha in the arm one lunchtime while pretending to be a helicopter with a skipping rope. After getting an ice pack for Misha, the two girls had played quietly in the tunnel. I think you're my best friend, said Misha. I like lots of people, said Dana. Me too, but I really like how kind you are. Casper is so mean. He's my enemy. After a pause, Misha said, I think he was just trying to distract us. I really like Francis. Me too, said Dana. I like that he can talk to animals. Dana was especially captivated by the part in the story where St Francis talks to the wolf. A wolf had been scaring the townspeople by stealing their pets and livestock. When the wolf became more and more daring, coming closer to homes and children, Francis went out to talk to the wolf. In a clearing in the woods, the man and wild dog met. Francis found out that the wolf had been abandoned by its pack and was only trying to survive. They made a special deal. The townspeople would feed the wolf if 
it stopped threatening their animals and homes. For the rest of its life, the wolf lived with the people in harmony. Filled with the wonder of these tales, Dana spent long hours after school in the garden, placing rings of flowers and herbs on the grass. She would sit in the shade and quietly hum her own tunes that tinkled through the branches and brushed over ripening fruit. It was never long before the life in the garden came to listen. Butterflies twisted and hopped through the air to land on her knees and shoulders. Blackbirds and fairy wrens skipped across the pea straw with heads twitching and bright, curious eyes. Once, even a sleepy lizard waddled out from the rock wall to bathe in Dana's song. You can imagine, then, how excited she was when the individual roles for the play were announced and Dana was to play St. Francis himself. Misha was to play the wolf, and Casper was given the role of Francis's father, who had to be very annoyed that Francis didn't continue the family business. In rehearsal, Misha did her best to scare off two farmers and gobble up their sheep, but... Casper had told the sheep to stand still and keep chewing on grass with sleepy eyes. Oh no, the sheep look really scared, Casper called as the class erupted in laughter and Misha stood still, her face getting hot and feeling small. Okay, enough of that everyone, said Melanie, their teacher. Come on sheep, that's your cue to run off. It's okay said Dana quietly as the others settled down. You're really good as the wolf. Don't worry about them. Two days before the performance, the class had its first run-through of the whole play. It was very loud as everyone climbed and stretched into their costumes for the first time. With a grey fur coat and hood with pointy ears... Misha prowled through the other children, sniffing, growling, and from time to time muttering, Hmm, tasty flesh. With a tightly buttoned jacket, Casper looked very smart, and he too was taking on his role with more zeal. He seemed taller and lifted his chin, so he now looked down his nose at the citizens around him and kept saying, Someone shoot that wolf. I don't like how it smells. Dana's costume was simple. The soft rope around her waist was like a hug. The brown hood over her head cocooned her from the noise of preparations. She felt herself walking slower. It is to be expected that the first run of a play might be a little bumpy, and this was no exception. The violins hadn't tuned with the recorders, so the very first song sounded a bit like a cat being strangled. Casper had been too busy pointing at other people's costumes with comments like, it looks like you're wearing a big poo, to realise it was his turn to enter. Dana was left on stage glancing into the wings for him. Eventually, she began humming a tune and imagining there were birds hopping over to listen until Casper finally showed up. 
The beautiful church everyone had built from boxes was smashed in on one side when Reggie and, yes, once again, Casper, had started a game of tug of war with one of the lamb's tails. Melanie was about to call the rehearsal to an end when something quite unexpected happened. Misha was waiting to burst in and scare the sheep, but they were still fighting off Reggie and Casper backstage. Melanie's voice had the tight restraint of a string ready to snap. Quiet back there. Where are the sheep? She had just started up the stairs to the stage when Misha blasted into the space and let out a growl so furious that the children wondered if a real wolf had got into the room. It even looked like Misha's teeth had grown and sharpened as she snapped at the musicians. She seized a recorder from trembling hands and when she couldn't bite it in two, she spat it out at Melanie's feet and proceeded to tear at the teacher's dress. No, came a voice through the curtains. Dana strode in, seeming twice as tall as usual. Enough! she warned again as Misha wrenched more wildly still at the cloth in her mouth. Wolf, demanded Dana. At this, Misha turned on her friend. She began to circle Dana, baring her teeth and scratching hard at the floor with her bare feet. It wouldn't have surprised anyone if smoke came out of Misha's nose or her eyes glowed red. So hot was her anger now. One final slow step brought Dana to the centre of the stage. She allowed the wolf child to stalk behind her. Wolf, I am here to listen, said Dana, her voice steady. Misha made an explosive snap at Dana's leg and a gasp came from the musicians. Yes, to listen, repeated Dana. One by one, the students backstage inched around the wings. The sheep crept with dainty hooves through the centre of the curtain. Behind them, eyes marble round, stood Casper, transfixed. The appearance of the sheep sent a new pulse of pride through the wolf. She darted at them, sending a scatter of tails left and right. Casper was left unguarded and unprepared, and Misha steered her animal rage straight at him. His heart hammered as Misha Wolf crouched low. He could feel his whole head shake with the pump of his heart. Every eye in the room was on the wolf and the boy. Stomach racing, Dana spoke. I see you are alone. You have no pack. Misha lunged at Casper with a warning snarl. Everyone jumped. You have no one else looking out for you. No one to trust. No one to share the burden of hunting and finding shelter. The wolf child growled deep as it turned with measured steps to face Dana. Now head to head with the animal, Dana saw no traces of her friend. The eyes and teeth were all fear and fury. Every pore of Dana's skin tightened and begged to run away. Just breathe, came a voice from somewhere strange and quiet and deep. 
breathe and listen. As though lifted by a cool stream, Dana's arms turned out and her palms opened. I am not here to hurt you. I've come to offer you safety. The people of the village would like to help you. If they can believe that you will threaten them no more, they will give you all the food you need. You won't have to hunt alone. You won't need to fear the farmer's forks. Still the creature bared its teeth and with precise sidelong steps prepared its muscles to pounce at St. Francis. She didn't say it, but the words rang clear in Dana's mind. Sister Earth beneath my feet, Sister stars and sun above me, Peaceful breath of love in my heart, Peaceful breath of love in my heart. Her body softened, Shoulders released, Her stomach slowed and sat, And again, Dana felt the cool stream move her limbs. Like a petal coming to land on a pond, Dana knelt on the bare floor. Eyes wet and shoulders round, she offered her hand to the wolf. Not an eyelid could be heard as all the students held their breath. No more words were needed. As the wolf approached and Melanie's grip on the children surrounding her tightened, Dana made the final gesture of trust. She closed her eyes. No clock could say how slow or soon the moment came, but when Dana felt the wolf's warm paw rest on her hand, a long sigh released from every lung in the village. Soon cheers and cries broke out from the townspeople. Relief and joy bloomed across the fields. They were safe, and they had a new animal to care for. None of Dana's classmates could remember much of what happened after that. The violins did their best to tune for the final song, and Misha did her best to be a good wolf. Dana felt as though the final scenes were a kind of walk through coloured mist. Casper was very quiet for the rest of the day. A sort of dream seemed to float around him. That night, around the dinner table, Dana shared the progress on the play with bright animation. She wouldn't usually show it, but she really was bursting with excitement. In two days, her whole family would be there to see the performance and experience the story she had come to care so deeply about. Then, like so many times before, everything went wrong. Dana was drifting off to sleep when her tummy felt all twisted and hot. By the morning, it was clear she would have to stay home. She was sick. Really sick. By the afternoon, it was obvious she would not be going to school for the play's proper performance the next day. It was heartbreaking. 
She had worked so hard and been so proud of her class. All the fun days memorising poems and songs with Misha. All the effort to build the church tower and stay patient and be brave and kind as they all worked together. And now she could hardly move. She lay in bed, unblinking as the cars blurred past her window in the persistent rain. The following week, when Dana returned to school, she was welcomed with shrieks and hugs. I missed you a lot, said Misha with the tightest cuddle of all. I missed you too. The girls bounced their way to the classroom. No one could ever be as good as you at St Francis, but Casper did a pretty okay job. Casper? It turned out... Casper was the only one who already knew most of Francis's lines. Everyone was stunned when he put up his hand to fill the role for Dana. He had been paying much more attention than anyone realised. Though the class had all been thrilled when the performance went smoothly, they were even happier with the new Casper who started showing up to class. Maybe a bit of St Francis got stuck to Casper said Misha with a giggle. He's even been quiet for recorder practices. Lying in bed that night, Dana watched the birds scuff the mulch in the garden. They were making such a mess of the lettuce patch. Oh well, thought Dana. I suppose it makes space for some sun to shine down into the soil. And then it occurred to her that... Maybe all the disappointments of the last little while really hadn't been so bad after all. It was certainly true that when she got sick, it made room for Casper to play St Francis, and everyone agreed that he was much nicer in class now. Then she remembered that the day she'd missed the beach when the weather turned cold, she'd come up with a new potion for healing. And when her book wasn't available at the library, she had written her own comic. As she drifted into sleep, remembering all the ways her disappointments had actually made space for new ideas and discoveries, she wondered whether maybe, just maybe, everything had a way of working out, even if it wasn't quite how she had hoped or expected.